Welcome to the Roma Press Podcast with John Solano and Andy Mattioli. All right. Hello, everybody. It's the Roma Press Podcast. We are back and you and us, we have made it. The summer is almost over. And I say that in the sense of actual football being played now, where we don't have to subject ourselves on a boring July uh, afternoon, scraping through transfer rumor after transfer rumor and watching Roma play, what, some city at D side that will more than likely um, be in administration or bankruptcy um, selling for two euros, Andy. We don't have to do that. We have made it. Football is back. Roma, they are playing this weekend. I I feel like this is the end of the death march. And alas, we can finally see some sunshine in the horizon. Admittedly, though, I have to say this summer, it started out bad in June because I have screenshotted here a number of people tweeting at both you and myself complaining as to why Roma haven't signed anybody. The first screenshot I have here is from the 3rd of June, and then there is another one less than five days later. So that's a very good indicator as to how early the madness set in. And mind you, that was like 10 days after Roma won their first European trophy. So there I, I was even remember. I think happening. I even remember uh, people complaining when, uh, yeah, when when uh, when I think when Mkhitaryan was, there were rumors of Mkhitaryan leaving, and um, and I think Haaland had signed for Manchester City, and everybody yes. was like, "Hey, why are why is Pep Guardiola signing somebody and Mourinho isn't? What's wrong with the with the, <laughs> with the world?" What kind of world is this where Pep Guardiola is signing players left and right and Jose Mourinho is traveling across Namibia? Well, it's the same world where Manchester United are about to sign Arnautovic, who I had to remind myself plays at Bologna. I, 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 I had to Google just to confirm that that was actually the case because... I forgot, like Stefan El Shadawi, he was on the, uh, the, the, the the Chinese holiday, so to speak, for multiple months. Um, he, actually, he actually had a pretty decent season at Bologna last year. He, yeah. he, did, he did. He was able to 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 um, shake off the dust, unlike El Shadawi. But um, anyway, before we get into everything, oh thank you to our wonderful patrons over at Patreon. And a thank you to Mark Watanabe for becoming our latest patron over at Patreon. If you want to join, you can go to patreon.com slash Roma Press. You can become a patron and you can gain access, or I should say early access to the episodes. You can join the WhatsApp group, which I, I cannot even begin to imagine what is going to be like on Saturday. Just madness. Thankfully, when I say it's a group of sick individuals, I mean it in the in the most light-hearted sense of the word, because all of us, by by following Roma, to a certain extent, have some sort of uh, illness within us. But um, it, it's a collective group where everybody loses their minds all at the same time, and it's also a fairly decent um, alternative to uh, psychotherapy, psychiatry. Um, should you require that uh, for anything football related? Um, because we all seem, or I should say, everyone within the group seems to have the same complaints most of the time. Although, again, um, I, I mentioned about the City of D thing. We do have individuals who within like two minutes of playing against a, a group of farmers, if Roma aren't winning 5-0, to zero, they panic. Um, so, yeah, patreon.com slash Roma Press if you are interested in becoming a patron okay where do we want to start andy do we want to talk about the first match or do we want to talk about a little bit of the market uh my beloved peck i mean uh, gonzalo viar officially gone <laughs> perez officially gone too yeah i i i, I have just to Clivert is is waiting <laughs> at the door Clivert and diavora it's it's 
it saddens me to see what is happening to did you did you see that uh that kind of like hidden camera footage sort of paparazzi like um of uh of the players excluded from Mourinho's <laughs> team training together i i've never seen i think this, this was the first time i felt utter dread uh, since watching uh, Schindler's List when I was uh, a teenager, um, <laughs> seeing these guys just standing around this little group of you know of individuals excluded from Roma's long-term plans with the great uh, Ante Choric, the the equally wow. fantastic William Bianda, uh, Riccardi, Justin Clivert, all of them just standing around taking free kicks with an exercise to hit the crossbar and none of them can do it and it's a vid- it's a sickening video of seeing these poor guys just walk up to the ball try their best knowing that their fate is far and away from the italian capital uh, or should be at least um but what fate can that be if you fail in the Swiss league like Ante Cioric or in the second division in Belgium or France like uh, William Bianda or Amadou Diawara who has, mm. you know, who has uh, re- rejected oh. everything and anything. And then you have Justin Clivert who uh, seemed to be no. sort of the guy with the most potential market wise. And, and here we are a week away from the beginning of the season. And still he's just there standing at Trigoria, trying to take a, a to, to hit the crossbar. Um, it's a, I don't know if you've seen it, but it's a very, very uh, scary video. Just, I would never, I think that that is the most awkward situation a footballer can find themselves in like you're just confined with these individuals who like i have nothing to do with the team you know it they know it and somehow you still have to show up and try to hit the crossbar that's like that's really depressing well what i find to be even more bizarre if i'm being completely honest um i mean rewind okay i want to take everybody back onto a journey four years ago 2018 a much simpler time do we remember going or i should say do we remember match day one 2018 justin clivert okay comes off of the bench shows this just explosion Yep. Uh, a, a real ability. Last minute, to last the, minute yes. cross to yes. Jeko. Jeko hits it on the volley, takes off his shirt. The whole place just goes berserk. Yep. Incredible. Fast forward to now, and mind you, that was what two seasons after he had the interaction with, interaction with Jose Mourinho after the. No, other that, no I think that was a season afterwards. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So here we are. You know. At one point, this guy was viewed as, you know, a, a real a, a base that can be laid upon for the team. Chorich, I'm almost certain that I had a guest on this podcast to discuss him and his potential. That actually yeah. happened at one point. And he's the same age as I am. That's like, that's, you know, and he was supposed to be, here he is accepting the award for most promising Croatian talent uh, features in the Champions League and then can't even get minutes in the Swiss League, you know, with the team that won the league in Switzerland. He can't get minutes and uh, returns, finds his best buddy, William Bianda. I mean, that's <laughs> that's that's a, a friendship chiseled in 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 despair and misery isn't it i mean you these guys have known each other have been around each other only in the most awful of situations which is <laughs> whenever they couldn't get a, a shot like a at a real serial somewhere killers, else. Yeah? Um, you know when you read those you know everybody loves true crime books novels podcasts you can find one million of them where there's the 
the the crime duo where you have you know uh, a and b sort of feeding off of each other that's basically what beyond and chorich are those two deals alone i i I don't know if there's anything within the Geneva Convention as to the legality of them, but the fact that Ramon Monchi is not in prison at this very moment irks me. No, he's not. He was at the airport welcoming Isco. I don't know if you've seen it. He was walking around doing the same old trick he did when he waited for Santon to come out of the to airplane when he when Santon landed. He was there to greet him in order to sort of. You know? I was going to say everybody knows the backstory of that, right? Because he 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 insisted on doing that. Because if you go and look, he never did that with any other player. No, no, I, he I, went there because he knew that nobody wanted Santon, and so he went there. And now he's doing the same thing for Isco. I'm incredible. just putting. Yes, I just did that. I put Isco and Santon on the same level. Wow. And by well, the way, Santon's still without a team. I was just about to say, what is actually funny is the team that Roma are playing this weekend in the match day one, it seems like the ideal team, or they have the location, the um, sort of just the, the, the taste in the air of them as like the ideal Davide Santon future team. Like it, when I think Salernitana, I think of Fazio and I think of Santon. So it just kind of seems like he steps away from joining them. Of course, I'm not like reporting that or anything. It just seems like he's made for them. I don't know. There's just something about it. Um, might have something to do with their location. I don't know. I, I want to keep this relatively lighthearted and fun. Or I don't know if people will actually understand as to what I'm saying there. So we'll just leave it there. But as far as Salernitana goes, so so let's just preview that one. Let, let's just go match day one. Okay, Roma, we are beginning the season. I have to tell you, I'm not going to... First off, we have to make some sort of agreement. Are Are we doing predictions? Because I think... You and I have fallen short three seasons in a row now. I I, I really I don't even want to think about okay. it. Okay. Well, I don't. I don't. Well, okay. I, I then, don't want you know, then the people come after us. Then I have to come after you. Say say that you you considered uh, Gonzalo Villar the new David Pizarro. That you had nothing but praise for Amadou Diawara. Blah blah blah. Then you get mad. Then you know we all you know it's uh. It's not good for business. What happens if Paredes goes to Juve? He won't have tricked yet another team into purchasing him. Um, that guy's career, man. That one it's, could it, it, it's incredible. It, listen, I'm on another podcast, and I basically likened him to, you know, if you do, like, uh, online dating, okay, you see a group of very attractive individuals, okay? But there might be one who is significantly less so than the rest. All right. That is <sighs> where I Okay. That is what he has done. He has a PSG. Okay. He has tricked people into thinking that he's some uh, top level talent, which uh, he's not. He, and he and he did that by joining from Zenit. So not Zenit. like he was somewhere where people tune in every week. You know, I mean, he was playing against uh, you know Siberian miners. So uh, I don't think you know the the shake at uh, at PSG tunes in to the Russian league. I, I I don't know how he did it. I, I I truly don't. And in fact, if we all remember that summer, yeah, it was down to him and Manolas. If it, if we all want to go back in time, remember that it was either going to be him or Manolas who goes to Zenit. I couldn't have screamed any louder. It has to be, it has to be Paredes. He sucks. You can't get rid of him. And it was for twenty five million euros. Do you? Can you venture to guess what PSG paid for him? Like, can you wager without Googling a... What, what PSG paid for him? For Paredes. What, what do you think it was, I should say? Uh, knowing PSG would have to be something like $40 million. 
It's exactly what it was. And then it rose up to 47 yeah. million with bonus added onto it. I thought that was a typo. <laughs> I thought it was a, 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 a mistake on Wikipedia. We all know everybody can, can edit Wikipedia. It's true. I, I, I couldn't believe it. Um, so good for him. He is he he's entering the fray much like Rabiot and his his mom, uh, Ms. Vialnik, who is one of three or four agents who has blocked me on WhatsApp. The way these people, some of the you know this very small group of individuals, has tricked top tier clubs, some of football's most um, prestigious institutions into uh, convincing them that they are at a top level oh, is yeah. second to none. It's incredible to me. Okay, Salernitana. So I don't know what to expect from this, admittedly. Now, I've always told myself, and uh, you, you've you always been in this regard too, I take zero from preseason. Zero, less than zero if it was possible. I don't care about preseason. Really, the only thing I care about when it comes to the preseason is getting every player into physical shape and ensuring nobody gets hurt. That's the way I view it. However, I feel as if the importance on that was ramped up this summer because of the condensed schedule and in a, by extension of that, because of the condensed schedule, you do not allow yourself much time to really get into a rhythm because we are starting two weeks earlier than normal. You're going to be playing multiple matches per week because of the World Cup occurring in November, December. So this is not the type of season where you can, you know, uh, uh, feel your way into the campaign. You have to come out relatively good. You, you know, we're so used to Roma, other than like 2013. I mean, Roma tend to have the, the, the habit of not starting fantastically. I don't think we need to look much further than last season. It, it kind of coincides with most of the seasons we've seen in recent years. But in order, in my opinion, to be really successful, challenge for things, um, you have to get started quickly. And I'll bring it up once more. I say it time and time again. I know you're sick of hearing it, but for anybody new, this is this is one of the few things I live by when it comes to football. The points you drop... And the early stage or the first half of the season are always the ones you regret the most at the end of the season. I am a firm believer in the belief that you set yourself up so much more nicer, you know, in March, April, and May by getting off to a quick start. You allow yourself opportunities to fumble a point here and there. It's much more digestible to fumble a point in March, you know, after a very successful first half of the season. So can that come to bite you in the ass? Of course. But that's just my general uh, outlook on the situation. I know most or maybe others disagree with that. That's how I feel. Andy, we I, I'm kind of scared to go back and look as to how some of the other seasons they started. But I'm not going we can't overblow it. That's one game, so on and so forth. But. Do you view this season any differently because of how condensed and compact everything is into one? It, it truly does make things so weird. And uh, just uh, as a side note, another reason why I couldn't care less that the Azzurri aren't in the World Cup. I, I can't take this crap seriously. A, a World Cup in November, December, give me a break. Yeah, I, I mean, that's I, that isn't that the weird part? That's that is the weird part about this new season is that basically you find yourself in. Uh, uh, what is it? end of October, beginning of, of November, already planning sort of like preseason to keep everybody fit, to keep everybody sharp because you can't go on because of a stupid World Cup, yeah. um, you know, where you you just pray that nobody gets injured. And right. thankfully, the number of players that are bound to go to the World Cup with Roma are... Um, not, there's not many of them um and hopefully it stays that way it's uh yeah it's 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 going to be a season uh that will largely depend on and i think this will continue to be a trend throughout the years of 
how these teams and how Roma uh, can save up uh, on energy, save up on 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 you know on on the physical condition of players, uh, how to not run players into the ground just for the sake of running them into the ground, or you know to find a way to be consistent without always having the the a-listers the number one guys that is really what it comes down to not only for roma but for the other teams as well that's that's sort of like the the the, the trick that everybody's trying to pull um in today's world of football because the, the 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 schedules are so tight there's so many games players have to uh feature in so many matches across the year that it just it becomes unsustainable and for Roma um they've been in good physical shape uh the the secret now is to sort of distribute that to find a way to preserve everybody on the same level um, to have everybody perform on the on, sort of on a on the same wavelength and on the same level um that's and that starts you know in games like Atalanta in um, games like in Salernitana this upcoming weekend where it you're you know you're facing a team that is riddled with injuries that is among the favorites to be relegated you you just you Already just have lost to there yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, this year, I mean, now you have even Sassuolo dropping out of the Coppa Italia against Modena, um, who just got promoted this year to, to Serie B after, you know, such a long time. That's unbelievable. Um, so, you know, it's it it comes down to the fact that the Giallorossi and Mourinho, they have to find a way to distribute this, this workload. And uh, you're seeing now how uh, Massimiliano Allegri and Juventus, uh, you know, just because I want to sort of take a small crap at them, uh, they, they're clueless. They're absolutely clueless. They are losing players left and right. And uh, in, in honestly, I just want to say this, that as the season is about to open, and I'm not going to make any predictions. I'm not going to say anything. I don't want to no, talk no. about... No, no, no. But... But I'm just looking at the energy surrounding the teams in Serie A. And there is a clear distinction between Milan and Roma and then everybody else. Mm. So Milan and Roma, the two Italian teams that, uh, yes, Inter as well, they, 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 they won a trophy, boom, boom, boom. But at Inter it was different. There was still Inter are still coming off a season where they somehow feel cheated by losing out on the Scudetto to their direct city rival. So, meanwhile, Roma and Milan are coming off a season where both proved, you know, something to themselves in their own dimension. Milan won Scudetto, Roma won their first trophy in 14 years. That's and. And as they go into this new season, there is a completely different energy than than all other teams. Juventus are picking up pieces. They don't know what the hell is going on. They they are losing Szczesny for 20 maybe days. Uh, Pogba is out. A complete question mark as to what the hell is going on with him. They're dealing with contracts left and right. They had to pay off Ramsey to leave. They're trying to figure out, is Artur worth anything or is he worthless? Is uh, Rabiot going to stay? Is his mother going to be uh, <laughs> a problem in the long run? You know, uh, then you have Lazio with, with Lotito basically, you know, waving uh, an anti-Lazio flag in, inter- in, in every interview that he's been giving for the past two months, taking a, a dump on his own supporters. You know, you have Fiorentina that somehow seem to have gotten lost in in, in all the talk, uh, given that they they came up short in the final weeks of last season. You have Atalanta, who now are uh, subject of an investigation with 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 Palomino, and they just somehow lost the the magic, the the feeling of 
they're not the underdogs anymore. They're they're just one of the teams just that are floating there, you know, in the top six, seven area. So Napoli and Napoli, then you know they, that's uh, that's a catastrophe in the making. So I'm just saying. Speaking they, of taking a dump on your own club, um, <laughs> just very quickly, De Laurentiis, man. You talk about giving interviews. I think we're going to reach the point where he gives an interview and he says, well, somebody offered me today one trillion euros for Napoli. He keeps giving these very <laughs> bizarre interviews, like almost as a way to talk himself in, uh, or, or by doing like an interview, he's going to subsequently raise the overall value of the club. It, I don't know if you've been following him. Man, he has been, and he's fighting with uh, referees at the full time in France. And he's fighting with with with, with African players and and, oh, uh, and fighting with everybody. It, it it truly is incredible. It it really really is. So okay, well then, based on what you're saying, we're two cowards to to do predictions. But it seems like you've talked yourself into this no no it's not a no i haven't talked myself into anything i'm just saying players here are smiling players here are having fun there is a a full stadium for a friendly there is sixty-five thousand people for a friendly in august in august mind you in august with the heat in Rome, in August, there's yep. 65,000 people attending a friendly with Shakhtar Donetsk. There's there's excitement around new signings. There is also an awareness that we're not because there. I'm just I'm not talking about a, a blind excitement about oh we're gonna win this we're gonna win that. No, there is there is a a, a clear awareness that. This team is far from perfect. They've made good moves. There is an ownership that has shown stability, that has shown uh, uh, sustainability, that sh- has shown uh, some a kind of direction that we've been missing, and uh, and there and that's that's the that's what the excitement is for. Is is that oh there is hope. You know, uh, somehow finally <laughs> after these these last few years where. Okay, few. this season opened, and More than a you few. could you could say, "Oh, can we can we do this? Can we do that? Can can we really do this?" This season it felt different. Even Pellegrini's short but concise speech, yeah, kind of points to that to that belief that we're far from perfect. We're not. We haven't. You know, we haven't invented the wheel. We we haven't made anything remotely. Uh, as remarkable as we wish it for it for it to be we we've won a, a nice trophy we've lifted our first silver in 14 years but we hope this for for this to be the first step and and we're just going to keep working and i think the whole fan base is behind that behind that desire to keep working to get better so that's what i'm saying and and, and i think that that and and milan are are have a very similar vibe right now as they go into this new season there is not there is no worry yes we yeah. we have to watch out for injuries we maybe there is still something left on the transfer market maybe there there are some players that we could use sure but but there is trust there is hope and that that is that is really what 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 thrills me as we approach the game against Salernitana yeah for sure um there's you know Roma have no reason to get ahead of themselves uh you brought up Pellegrini I was very quick to identify this sort of recognition of Florenzi just having absolutely zero uh, personality requirements uh, that are needed for a captain. Finally, Pellegrini, man, I hate to use like this phraseology or a turn of phrase. He's sort of beginning to acquire that Chad sort of air of him. And I kind of like it. You need to have that. You need to have that mixed with the right balance of asshole and just sort of crazy 
about you, just just wired differently. And he's starting to acquire that. Most people, you just are the way you are. He always seemed like the quiet type. But now, I don't know. Maybe, I, I mean... I think Jose Mourinho has brought something out of him. This does I, not I, no, look I like... think I think he already uh, had something. The moment that the the, the captain's armband was taken off Edin Dzeko, I think that was his moment. Mm, I think that's point. where even with Fonseca, uh, yeah, I, that I think that cast a certain spell on him. The moment that that Edin Dzeko was cast to, put to the side and. And Fonseca was like, listen, I, I'm giving you the armband. Uh, Pellegrini slowly but surely embraced that, yes. uh, unlike some of his predecessors. And, and, and then with Mourinho, he just went to the next level. Yeah, definitely. It, I was about to say, you compare it to you know, the Pellegrini we had with uh, Eusebio Di Francesco, but... Uh, you know, to be honest, in a way, I do think a lot of the players they embody at times the manager, and I don't think that could be any. There you go, taking a crap on Di Francesco again. Well, you know, anytime this is when the opportunity is there, you have to take it. Um, if we want to do the Portugino watch, who do we have? We have Fazio, okay, fair enough. I don't know if Perotti is Perotti, no, Perotti alive. That's a good. I, I don't even know. Like I, I remember he missed the penalty. He got injured. The classic Perotti thing with with Salernitana. Oh, and, he uh, no, no, he's, he's a free agent. Holy crap! Free agent. Wow. Okay. Oh, I, you know, I forgot the Sabatini. He lasted like two months with them. I forgot about that. Um, who? Oh my lord, Gyombar. I would. You took the words right out of my mouth. Gyombar, Gyombar, Gyombar. Yes. What was the situation of him as far as appearances go at Roma? I, I always mix between him and Sally Yuchan. Um, now, I don't think he had the same issues as Yuchan. His were, I have to tread carefully because his agent is a friend and watches or, and listens to this podcast, believe it or not. So I won't elaborate further, but I, 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 think, his, uh, I think his situation was a tad different. But anyway, okay, so... Um, Fazio header. That's about it. I don't see any uh, anything oh, else. Fazio header. Um, yeah, very. It's very. Well, positive. we also know who they have in attack now. Yeah, they acquired uh, our your Norwegian oil oh, driller yes. friend. Yes, yes. Eric so Bothan. they acquired uh, Salernitana in attack. Now they have Eric Bothheim. I don't know if I'm saying that correctly, but he is the one who uh, purged Roma in Norway when they lost in the conference league last year. I believe he had a hat trick, if I'm not mistaken, right? Or, or did he have two? Yeah, I mean, he was... Um, two. He he was lighting the place up. I mean, I'm, was, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm freaking out about this, uh, about, about, about seeing him now, you know? Right. Because... is going to have nightmares. They're, Smalling they're, is, is yeah. going to go home and eat an extra do- dosage of, of tofu. and it's, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's really the, the only worry. I'm not worried about a Fazio he- header at this point. I mean, to be honest with you, I'm more so worried about the entire back line uh, contracting PTSD and uh, because that is a match. You you brought it up. And I, I, I always remember this about when Mancini said, we deserve this shit for the season we had last year. <laughs> he was referring to that match, right? That was a 6-1, to one, correct? Yeah. Okay. So uh, there's the possibility, and, and Kumbula, if we remember correctly, he played in that match as well. So there is th- that's the only thing I'm worried about: uh, them seeing him and just revisiting that moment and thinking, "Oh wow, him again." That's my only worry. So beyond that, I mean, this should be let's be very clear. I mean, this should be incredibly straightforward. Salerno and Itana are shit. Uh, they should have been relegated last season. Had it not been for a spectacularly stupid Genoa, not deciding to, or, uh, or I should say, deciding to, <laughs> deciding to do one of the dumbest rotation of manager I've ever seen in season before, absolutely absurd. So again, we're trying to stay away from predictions, but th- again, this should be straightforward. This is for looking from a talent disparity. There is a dramatic disparity between this Roma and this Salernitana. Um, 
I am curious though because we're we're all everybody listening to this is going to say they should win. We're, I don't think I don't think after uh, what they did to uh, crown last season with the conference league, I don't think we can make the first match of the season against the team that survived by one point from the previous one. I don't think we can honestly come in here and say with a straight face and try to play the 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 underdog card, so to speak. The um, the non-favorite horse. There's just no way you can do that. We're all going to say that they should win. I guess my the the thing I'm curious to see as to what they do, if we can just quickly revisit the final friendly against Shakhtar. What what did you think of that? Because it, it, it looks like barring any changes, and I, I guess this maybe shouldn't surprise anybody, but they're going to put Pellegrini in that role that Mkhitaryan seemed to have last season. That hybrid midfield slash attacker role where he's given a ton of license to really venture forward uh, almost at at will, which you have to worry about the balance. But it seems like he seems to be embracing it. I, I you know, I was worried about moving him from behind the striker. I thought it was uh, a bit of a risk considering how good he was last season. But he seems to have taken to this new role without issue. He did play in at the time, so it's not completely new to him but what did you see because you know Roma they hammer shocked or five to zero we're not going to take massive things away from it but I I do think that we are seeing a habit now as to the 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 setup that Jose Mourinho plans to use you have Dybala, Tammy Abraham, Zaniolo I mean I'm I, I can't I'm going to keep any sort of uh, weird phraseology or or naughty terms down to a minimum, but that is like mouthwatering, in my opinion. And Matic, by the way, already speaking Italian. Did you see that? Yes, very impressive. Very um, impressive after, after two weeks. Uh, Rick Karsdorp's uh, been here two decades and still counts. Five, five years? If, no, half a actually a half a decade has been here, and he's. I love Rick Karsdorp. Love his agent. He also listens to this. But I have to say, he's also married to an Italian. How is that possible? How? How? Well, maybe it's a marriage that doesn't require too many words. Oh, boy. You're giving me flashbacks of that video from the taxi. Um, <laughs> no, we'll, come we'll, on. We'll leave that no, one alone. We'll yeah, leave but that then one he alone. was unhappy in that moment. He was back home in the Netherlands. You know, imagine his eyes. Imagine may, his eyes sure. made it appear he was quite happy. To be honest with you, um, but anyway, come I on. mean, is there anything that you've seen that has stood out to you or has impressed you? I, listen, I, I said all summer. I thought they needed to get Mediano. They tried to get Douglas Luiz. Aston Villa, they just, you know, they weren't going to do it. That was my prediction for their, you know, big acquisition. Obviously, it turns out to be Paolo Dybala. So you have to make some sacrifices elsewhere when an opportunity like Dybala arises. That's fine. Um, I am worried about the possibility of, you know, Matic having to play 35 to 40 matches, especially when you look at his you know, previous season or two at Manchester United. He wasn't exactly uh, utilized to uh, the fullest extent uh, and used consistently. That kind of worries me. Um, but then on top of this, too, I mean, they are going to get Andrea Belotti, and I have to tell you, he is exactly the kind of striker. I, I mean, I've always liked him, to be honest with you, because his work rate, I love strikers like that who, even though they may not be scoring, they contribute in other ways you know like the anti Paolo Osvaldo if you don't score you're not doing anything else Belotti is the exact opposite of that he can do one million different things even if he doesn't score a goal which is why I always sort of had an affinity yeah. for Dzeko who yes you know there were times he didn't score but his work rate was off the charts you know Belotti is the kind of striker that Roma have needed from the sense of he can shithouse Roma to a victory on those cold evenings in Liguria when Roma are playing Sampdoria on a rainy evening in November, which is what is going to happen every time they, every time Roma play Genoa, Sampdoria, Chievo Verona. Well, not this time because we're not going to be playing in November. So how am I gonna? Who's gonna compensate? It, it, it doesn't rainy matter. Night it's in, always in raining. Every time they play Sampdoria, it, or I should say, every time they play in Liguria against Sampdoria, it always rains. 
and Roma always struggle. Belotti is the kind of guy who, you know, coming off of a, a Europa League match, Sunday after, that's what, okay, I hate the Sunday afternoon kickoff. Can't stand it. He's the kind of guy who you could play like crap for 89 minutes, but then he will pull one out of his ass. Kind of like, I think you brought it up, yeah? Paulo Dybala. He's the kind of guy who, you, you mentioned the time he did it oh, against yeah. Lazio. Yeah. You know, yeah. He, he has a knack for doing that. Belotti has a knack for doing that too, where you just For play- different reasons, because Belotti is, is used to playing with... with, with oil drillers would be an actual compliment to the people that Belotti has had to play with for the past few years. And uh, yeah, he's the he's the striker that sort of has been trained like a monkey to <laughs> to back goals without actually getting the football. Like yes. if you yes. look at Torino over the years, it is the least constructive, it's the least free-flowing team in Italy with a striker who rarely gets the ball, uh, and I'm not even talking about Massimiliano Allegri type of rarely, uh, the, the rarely, rarely. And and Belotti is uh, someone that you can throw in, that you can ask of him, you know, just go bump shoulders with 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 the opponent. You know, he's the he's the kind of player that you just throw on to to bring to that extra level of energy in the final minutes and uh and uh, and fight for the ball until the very end. That's what Roma need. I think that's also listen, that's it, it, uh, Tammy Abraham isn't scored in this preseason, you know? Uh Tammy Abraham the the way he's been playing especially against Tottenham now against uh, Shakhtar uh, shows you a player that is also that is also willing to to kind of play that way to play that that uh, the to the strengths of others. Um, you you look at how he moved over you know, across the pitch against Shakhtar, um, allowing DiBala to cut in, allowing Pellegrini to cut in, uh, allowing Zaniolo to to roam you know freely. Um, Abraham has been doing a lot of that, and 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 you want you want you want that's that's what you want when you have that kind of attack because people were wondering oh how are you gonna do it oh my god uh, tactically as Mourinho how how is it gonna figure out a way to to have Zaniolo Pellegrini DiBala Tammy Abraham play all together well that's that's how it, it depends on the manager it depends on the players it depends on somebody like Tammy Abraham when you say listen you know you can can you give us can you give us a hand in in allowing also these guys to 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 contribute because last year the big problem was Tammy was scoring the problem was nobody else except right. for Pellegrini uh, was scoring so there was this 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 clear gap between Tammy and others and now i think the 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 team with Dybala up there up front with Zagnolo uh, they they have to they the or at least they have to but they are i th- i think we're all seeing it that they are f- finding solutions to exactly to find a free flowing way of playing all across the board and um, and with Belotti, then you have somebody who listen. Push comes to shove. You need somebody extra up there. You need somebody to to be physical, to maybe even go out on the wing, win the ball over, then get somebody in. You know that that's Belotti. Belotti. Belotti was forced to do it on a regular basis. He's not gonna mind doing it for somebody like Jose Mourinho. He's not gonna mind doing it on a bigger stage with Roma across a number of competitions. And uh so yeah, the 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 thing the 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 idea is for, for this team to stay fit. The idea is for this team to to be able to rely on players. Look, now you see big Cristante take sort of uh, a step back, right? You have now this sort of starting lineup with, with Matic and Pellegrini in the middle of the pitch, and all of a sudden, Cristante is on the bench. Roma need to find a, a way to to make that work. You know, it's going to take a lot of work on the egos of these players. You're going to yeah, have Zaleski wanting to play instead of Spinazzola. Then you're going to have Spinazzola 
who wants to play in Stozajski. Then you're going to have Rick Karsdorp uh, wanting to play over Salik and vice versa. And and that's good. We've been saying that all summer, that, that the, the depth is about that. It's about competition. It's about staying sharp. It's about wanting that starting spot, wanting those starting minutes and, and earning them and allowing them the team to have several options to choose from. And and I think if there is a challenge, it's that. It's not even whether Matic can sustain 30 games, 35. The, the challenge is to have a team that knows what the job is, what the task is, and accepts you know, through sacrifice, whether it's Cristante saying, "Okay, last year I played almost every single game. Now I'm 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 sitting on the bench. That's okay. My 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 time will come." Great. That point. is. Yeah. That contributes. We're not used to here, by the way, and and a lot, and as you just said too, you know, we've been calling and calling for year after year after year, season after season. They need depth. They need depth. They need depth akin to Inter, to Juve. And this is what those clubs put up with. They, with all, everybody in the group, they understand that somebody has to make a sacrifice. And when doing so, you can't raise issue of it. This is not a challenge that Roma, I mean, when was the last time that that was ever an issue? I mean, even in the seasons, Andy, 2013, 2014, uh, who, who's raising an issue on the bench from that season? Who? Uh, Dodo? Nobody is. Pieris? Oh, wait, he wasn't even on the team. Torosidis? Uh, you know, nobody was. You know, even in their most successful season, that was never an issue. That's a great point. I'll be interested to see how they do navigate this because, I mean, a lot of the guys that Roma have relied on previously, they are not, you know, uh, they're going to be in a, in, in a position. They've never been exposed to this. You know, I have to wonder, too, if maybe, you know, uh, Perez, VR, some of these other guys, if that's why they, they're not even bothering with it. I mean, forget as to whether or not they fit tactically. But I would also have to imagine, too, that, you know, Jose Mourinho, Thiago Pinto, so on and so forth. They're just like, uh, no, no, no. These guys have proven they, they're not mature enough to handle that. They, they, they will raise a problem. They will create an issue within the dressing room. I mean, Shomurodov. Yes, Pelotti is a phenomenal upgrade in terms of a vicious stri- uh, uh, striker to the number nine. But still, I, you know, this guy has said, how many interviews have we read throughout the summer and even uh, last season where he gave interviews saying, yes, I'm disappointed. Yes, I, wanted, I, I want to play more. Yes, I expect it differently. I have to think that at least in some part that is playing into the reasoning for Roma willing to offload a guy like that, yeah? That's 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 exactly it. That's exactly it. You have to. Uh, this is what you've been waiting for, and this is also what what you get. This is what you get. You get you get a competitive team. You or you hope for them to be competitive, and and it it really is a challenge for the manager. Sure, as we said before, with with regards to tactics, but it's in large part. Uh, up to the players to accept the the, the task at hand, to the, accept whatever that task entails, um, and embrace it, and embrace it with with the mindset of the likes of El Shrawi, with the likes of Bove. Those are two players that uh, see little time. Last year was Carlos Perez, who you know they get little playing time, but whenever you get the opportunity, embrace it. Try to give your best. Um, approach it with with positively because only then can a team really function you know all across the board that's when you know and with Mourinho's teams especially you know you hear all these stories and and again I'm not gonna make I'm not making comparisons I'm just trying to to uh to link it to something concrete with with with, with the inter team the the inter that that won the treble it was a team with great players sure but it was also a team with great great depth with players that were functional you had i mean for god's sake you had goran pandev okay you had goran pandev being playing a key role in in mourinho's rotations that's the that's what I'm saying is that the 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 Roma are gonna have to 
find ways to win. And to find ways to win, you need everybody. Everybody. You you saw even, even those few minutes that Ainsley, Ainsley Maitland-Niles gave you last season. They contributed to something. They gave a little bit, bit of... Uh, room to breathe for Ricardo. You saw what Sergio Oliveira, even through his all his inconsistency, what he offered you in terms of again rest and and energy and 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 sometimes in playmaking. When we think about that Salernitana game, when he looked like uh, the second coming of Francesco Totti, so you want that. You want that? That's that is the challenge. I think that for going into a second season where you really have to reestablish yourself, you have to show that there is improvement. That the first season may have been inconsistent, may have had ups and downs, and and and, and whatnot. But this second season, there's improvement, and you can see it. That's what you have to address. You have to address the whole team. Look at what we do. Look at how everybody is useful. Look at how this team is coming together as one unit. Definitely. Couldn't have put it better myself. Let's let's end it there. That's, that's probably the most positive way we can do so. Let's, um, let's not do any predictions. We're not... We're changing it up this year. We, we're, we're not doing that. We already... Uh, we already get uh, our old opinions thrown back at us enough. No need to add a few more uh, bullets to the chamber. So we'll we'll take this week by week. But, I mean, clearly we're both feeling relatively positive entering this season. So let's, uh, let's get buckled up. It's going to be a long season. Um, it's a marathon, not a race. So... We're not going to get too uh, overexcited after an individual match, but of course, after having a relatively large uh, sample size, then that's when we'll start drawing some initial conclusions. But I'm just glad we made it through the summer. So thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Here we go. Let's let's see what happens. Fingers crossed, and we will get back with you. I don't know if we'll do one more before... Uh, before the match against Salernitana. Um, if we do, it would be Friday, Saturday, something like that. Uh, if not, we will be back next week and we will chat after the very first match day. So thank you again for tuning in and we will chat with you soon. Until next time, ciao. Ciao.